Next on BYU Sports Nation, Tuxedo Thursday. Dressed to the nines and ready to recap the 16th annual Y Awards, who's your BYU Athlete of the Year? Without knowing who the next basketball coach is, what are our expectations for next season? Plus, All-American Volleyball star Ronnie Jones-Perry in studio and the most interesting defensive lineman you'll ever meet, Bracken Bakri. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Holler! Happy April 4th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us on this Thursday. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo, the Cougars' best man, Jerem Jordan. At some point, he's got to get wed, right? Uh, Or not, whatever. Uh, We had a fun time in the Y Awards last night. We're wearing the tuxedos the next day. This is a tradition uh, the last five years. We have hosted five years in a row now. Um, We started the show, and then they asked us to host. At some point, Greg's got to say yes, you know? (laughs) We had a great time. Partied hard, uh, you know... Till midnight last night, and here we are, back at the building. I literally took a 30-minute nap in our office this morning. I am so tired, but very excited. Uh, we had a great night. It was very fun. I always get nervous because we go out to eat after the Y Awards, and knowing that we have to wear our tuxedos the next day, I was in my tux, and I thought, this would be really bad if I got some of this honey chipotle glaze all over my yeah. jacket. I changed out of my tux for that very reason. Yeah, it was great. It was in the Marriott Center. It was under two hours, which was good. Uh, you know, threw some shade, wore some swag. We got some cool Nike shoes, by the way. Like the most outlandish, bombastic shoes that I've ever seen in my life. I'm currently wearing them right now. Um, and we, wore, we talked about the Nike contract, and we came out in swag and like t- Nike swag and tossed out a bunch. Yeah, it was, it was a great night, man. It was fun. Seven more years of my wardrobe remaining relevant for BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. You know who would not have uh, done well with, and there are the shoes, if you're watching. If you're listening, they're like every color you can imagine. It's fantastic. I love Seriously, it. teal, J- pink. Jason Shepard would have been like in tears had it not been Nike. Oh, I'm sure. So would I, probably, too. Well, that, so I'm, that I'm would like stink to have yeah. to get rid of all of that wardrobe. I right? wish we had Nike uh, Texas. They don't make Texas. Otherwise, we'd have Nike Texas. Are they missing out on an opportunity D- here? DC tuxedos, though. Thank you. Did we just discover something? The Nike tuxedo. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, uh, no. (laughs) We're here to make money. What a show lined up for Tuxedo Thursday. All-American Ronnie Jones-Perry wraps her BYU volleyball career with the Y Award of Y Awards. We crown a champion as the most BYU thing ever. Okay. The vote is so close, we may need a recount. Plus, he's quick, he's funny, he makes a lot of money. Brackenell Bakri joins us. He does? He will make your day better. But first, today, BYU's, today's, rather, BYU Sports Nation headlines. Maybe you've heard, Jimmy Fredette is back in the NBA. I know. He scored 10 points last night in 22 minutes of game time, his first double-digit scoring game since his return to the association. Jimmer also had one assist, one rebound, and one steal in the Phoenix Suns' 118-97 loss to the Utah Jazz last night. Jimmer will join us on the program tomorrow. Women's soccer hosts the Argentine national team tonight. They're ranked 37th in the world. They're going to play in the World Cup this summer in France. Are you kidding me? 9 Eastern time. You can watch this on BYU TV and the app. If you want to go, admission is free. This is big time. Can't beat that. The Batcats of BYU baseball in San Diego today. 
as they open a critical three-game West Coast Conference series. The Cougars 21-6 this season, taking on a San Diego team that won this series last year. First pitch set for 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Ace Jordan Wood on the mound for the Cougars. San Diego's pitchers like top 10 in strikeouts. What's his name, Chris Murphy or something? Major League Baseball prospect. 16th annual Y Award to last night, hosted by a pair of goofballs in the Merritt Center. The women's volleyball team took home Team of the Year. Basketball player Yoli Childs was the Male Athlete of the Year. And women's volleyball player Ronnie Jones-Perry was the Female Athlete of the Year. She will join us coming up. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Lonely Master is... Really anything but lonely these days. Jimmer Mania continues and continued last night in Phoenix. Fredette, 10 points in 22 minutes, as we just told you. 5 for 11 shooting. Had that steal. Nice finish at the rim, but still searching for his first three-point make upon his return to the NBA. He's 0 for 10 currently. It's been Mm. a wild ride for Jimmer Fredette since he broke back into the NBA just a few weeks back. Jet lag from China. Oh, yeah, he and his wife, Whitney, have a brand-new son, Taft. And he's trying to prove he belongs in the league and that the Phoenix Suns will pick up his second-year option. Just maybe he's beginning to acclimate Jerem to his new situation. But is there enough time left to make the right impression? What can Jimmer do in the last three games to make the Suns pick up his option for next season? Well, Devin Booker hurt his ankle last night. So if you're a fan of the Jimmer, and I think this audience is, uh, then perhaps that means more minutes if Devin Booker can't play or play as much. More minutes equal more points with him. He played 22 minutes last night. He scored 10 points. We talked about yesterday how I believe both of us thought he would get into double figures, and that indeed happened uh, with 10 points in the game, which is good. He's got to make more threes. If you can't make more threes as a, a shooting guard, then you're just a guard, right? You need to be a shooting guard. I, he's much better three-point shooter, obviously. I think he's got to make threes. Let's be honest, though. There's three games left. I'm not sure there's a ton that he can do. They either want him or they don't at this point for next season. He's obviously got some strengths, and he's got some flaws. That's why he hasn't played in the NBA for almost three years. Um, but I, I, I'm I, not sure there's a ton he can do, honestly, to, to pick up that second option. If they want him, they'll pick him up. If they don't, they won't. Is it a situation where they put him on one of those two-way contracts where he could float between the Suns' G League team and then get pulled up to the Suns' if there are injuries and there is a necessity for him to play. Does he want to do that? Because this dude could make six or seven figures overseas immediately. I think he has enough money right now. Like He can go to China in two years and continue to make that money and still be a star. Why not just see it out for at least one more year? Oh, and live in America with your wife and you're now multiple children and not have to be overseas. Yeah, if that's what he wants, great. If he wants to actually play in the NBA, yeah. If he wants to make more money, yeah. It's what do you want? What do you want? You want quality of life? You want to be the lonely master or just the master? Like, what do you want? Because if you go to Europe, you can make six or seven figures. Boom. You take your family with you. He's got plenty of money. He's made plenty of money. I think he's fine for a little while to kind of Feel this out in the NBA to see if he can have some lasting power. I, nine games or whatever point, it's going to be this wanna... year, I just don't think it's enough for the Suns or Jimmer really to know if he can acclimate and fit in. He's got to have to spend some time in the offseason, perhaps uh, in some he's... training sessions no, with some no. of these other guys. He's eight years removed from BYU. He is what he is. But you he's only nine games don't. in with the Suns. How can you make a decision that fast? He's seven games in, three left. 
they they know what he is. They've what they've seen him play in the NBA and overseas. Like you know what he is. You you see him. You don't need a lot more. I he needs think. to establish himself as an outside threat for sure. Okay, that yeah, will make the if, decision. Yeah, if he doesn't make a three, they will not pick up his contract. Like no way. He's right? got he's got to make a few. He yeah. also needs to and improve his plus minus, which is in the negative right now. I don't know that that can be helped. He's and on a bad team. Exactly. They're if you're not familiar with that, that's net points while you're on the floor, and he's playing for one of the worst teams in the NBA. More of a hockey stat. He's got to figure out a way to play through the media buzz, which is always going to be there. And uh, you know what? It would help if he could become one of those guys that can operate well off the NBA pick and roll because that's where a guy like Jimmer Fredette would thrive. He needs the ball in his hands. He worked the pick and roll. Maybe it turns into something. I don't know. At this point, if it's not working, it's, it's, he, he is what he is at this point. It's been a long time. We don't know the head coach of the men's basketball team yet, but that doesn't preclude us from discussing our expectations for next season. So what do you expect for the Cougars? Next year in men's hoops. I expect energy, and I expect an improvement in the win-loss category. 20 wins to be specific, Jerem, and a trip back to the NIT, which brings me to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time BYU had back-to-back sub-20 win seasons, 1998 and 1999. They went 9-21 and 12-16 as they were building up from a 1-25 campaign under Steve Cleveland. The one win was Utah State. I would like to point that out. BYU is going to win 20 games next year. You know who also thinks this is possible? Mark Durant. My guys are going to have to step up and be better, and guys coming in will have to, to make a difference. Uh, but I think it's an exciting challenge for the players and the coaches coming in, and uh, I'm not going to count BYU out. I, I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if they won more games than they did this year. Whenever there is a coaching change, there's new energy, naturally. And from what I'm gathering, there is great enthusiasm and excitement from several qualified, interested coaches in this current vacant spot. It's different this time around. BYU in the past has gone with guys out of high school, Roger Reed and Fresno City College in Steve Cleveland, an assistant in Dave Rose that was already on the bench, but he came from Dixie College. There are a bunch of guys that are in the profession at a high level that are interested in this job. It's different. BYU also doesn't have an empty cover, Jerem. Talking about T.J. Haas, senior, two-time first-team All-West Coast Conference point guard. Gavin Baxter, All-West Coast Conference freshman team, and a, a guy that we think has a really high ceiling. And then Connor Harding. And I can go on. The cupboard is not completely empty. The sky is not falling. The bottom is not falling out. I don't think anyone feels that way. Right? I think a lot of people feel that way. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. 19 you, wins? Have you paid attention falling? to social media? Exactly. It's ridiculous. But oh, I don't listen to those I put out the poll question. Jeremy, I put out the poll question last week. How many wins do you think BYU will have next year with a new coach and no Yoli Childs? Of 700-plus votes, 70% said 18 or fewer wins. The sky would be falling if BYU wins eight games, people. Come on. I, I'm with you. I think there will be energy. If that energy is focused into winning, then it has value. Energy by itself is not, doesn't have a ton of value. You're right. BYU has some talent coming back. This is not an NCAA tournament team on paper for next year, but perhaps the year after. Perhaps they make some crazy run like St. Mary's did and they get in. Who knows? It's possible. Or maybe but pull a Utah State. Utah State uh, brought in a, an impact freshman that changed the game. If BYU could bring in an impact freshman like that, then perhaps I'd, I'd see a similar thing there. I'd have to see the schedule to really gauge what I think this team's going to do. Because will they kind of scale it back a little bit with the new head coach and try and churn up some wins and get confidence? Or will they load up 
and it maybe is too much like this year. I don't know. Please mark this date. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I feel very strongly that BYU will win at least 20 games next year. Yeah, you got to see the schedule, sure, to make a more educated. I'm telling you right now, they're going to win 20 games. New coach, new energy, cupboard's not empty. BYU will have an improvement in the win-loss category. Yeah, and, and like we've discussed with Dave, 20 isn't necessarily the, uh, a, a huge number, right? Like, if you want to get into the tourney and kind of build that direction, you got to go way above 20. But 20 would certainly be great. That'd be more than this year, and that'd be a step in the right direction. It's a Tuxedo Thursday, and the 16th Annual Y Awards went down at the Marriott Center last night. Jeremy and I hosted the event for a fifth consecutive year and had a great time with the best of the best within BYU athletics. Yoli Childs named Male Athlete of the Year of BYU Basketball. Ronnie Jones-Perry of BYU Women's Volleyball named Female Athlete of the Year. Jeremy, if you had to pick one overall, who is your BYU Athlete of the Year? This athlete is the choice for this. I'm also completely biased. Ronnie Jones-Perry. The pride of Copper Hills High School. First team All-American, ABCA National Player of the Year finalist, West Coast Conference Player of the Year, best team on the best best player on the best team at BYU, went to the Final Four. She's on the show today. She's the BYU Athlete of the Year, no doubt. Hard to argue with that. When you're a first team All-American, in fact, you're a back-to-back All-American, according to the ABCA, and you were a candidate to win Player of the Year. Like, how many other National Players of the Year candidates did BYU have in any sport? It's Ronnie Jones-Perry. BYU goes to a Final Four again. It was such an epic year led by an amazing player. Yeah, she's the Athlete of the Year. But I do have one other option for consideration. How about Caitlin Aldridge? If you go back to what she did with BYU softball, helping the Cougars win. That was last year, though. Another West Coast Conference championship. Granted, they didn't win that title until after last year's Y Awards. So we're no. talking the last oh. calendar oh, year. Oh, we're talking calendar sure. year? I just thought 18, 19. Sure. Like this no. season of sports. From Y Awards to Y Awards. Oh. Okay. The people are like, what? The softball team won another WCC title. Caitlin Aldridge was awesome on the hot corner third base, and then she changes everything for BYU women's basketball when Jeff Judkins makes the decision to go small in that lineup and put her on the perimeter at the four, and she changed everything. She was a, I dare say, the special ingredient in helping BYU go on that stretch run. She was a Y factor for sure, Um, and I don't want to diminish what she did, but she was a role player on the women's team. She was the fifth best player on the team. I'm combining the both. So she is not... The athlete of the year. Her story is compelling. I'm combining both wrong. softball and She's basketball. Great. The role yeah. she played on both West Coast Conference championship teams. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, softball. She was uh, the, one of the, the stars, the alpha female, right? Yeah. Um, she was great. But in terms of what she did on the women's basketball team, she's the fifth-best player on that team. But that's the dynamic of a team that gets lost in all of this. And this is what BYU men's hoop was, hoops was missing. The fifth-best player on those teams didn't stick around would leave. I want to be in the top three, which I get. But do you want to win, or do you want to go to a smaller school and be the guy, the, the big fish in a little pond thing? Because the, because the last three years, BYU Men's Hoops issue was this issue. They didn't have a Kalen Aldridge that said, you know what, team first. And I can understand individual pursuits. I get it. We're all out for our best interest in the end, right? You hope that a team dynamic gels and works. But BYU Men's Hoops did not have that, and it led to no, not going to the NCAA tournament the last several years. Our question of the day, who is your BYU Athlete of the Year? Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, and go to a collective voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. 
Angie Clark Hawes answers on Facebook. Athlete of the Year, the guards from the BYU women's basketball team, which would consist of Paisley Johnson, Shaylee Gonzalez, and Brenna Chase. They have a name. As Brenna joked last night to us, Brenna, it's pronounced Chasse. Chasse, yeah. (laughs) The Splash Sisters. That's who they are. They have a name. At Colonel underscore James 83 on Twitter, part of being Athlete of the Year should imply what your team accomplished as well. My vote goes to... Ronnie Jones-Perry for not only the stats she put up her senior year in women's volleyball, but also that her team went to the Final Four. Yeah, and and you look at how many teams compete in that sport, and that's the team of the year, and they have the player of the year, and they had six All-Americans and the National Newcomer of the Year. And Hey, women's volleyball still the show last night, by the way. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, the pride of Copper Hills, first-team All-American volleyball player Ronnie Jones-Perry is in Studio B. We'll give her a chance to critique our performance as co-MCs. Brutal feedback on the way. Can't wait. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, the BYU women's soccer team hosts Argentina, the national team, who's preparing for the World Cup in France this summer. Watch it on BYU TV or the app at 9 Eastern time tonight. I'll be there. Hopefully a lot of you are as well. I'll be there with Venna. We're going to go tonight. Oh, nice. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Tuxedo Thursday continues. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can watch the show whenever, wherever, and however you want at BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, who's your BYU Athlete of the Year? From Facebook, Brent Robinson says, Zach Wilson. Even though he only started a few games, his leadership and stellar performance in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl game seemed to turn the program around. Well, we'll find out if the program is turned around when they play their next game, right? Yeah, yeah, let's find out. He has ignited a spark in the Cougar fan base, that's for sure. Yes, no doubt. Continue, hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now in Studio B is the Y Awards Female Athlete of the Year, AVCA two-time All-American, a first-teamer last year, went to the Final Four, and I could go on and on about her resume. Ronnie Jones-Perry, welcome back to Studio oh, B. Ronnie? Thanks, hey. It's great to see you. It's been, it's been a little while post-women's uh, volleyball season, but uh, last yeah. night was pretty fun. Did it you have fun? Sort of, I did. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was great. You guys did great. Thank you. Okay, it was great you, to see you, Ronnie. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> now you can wipe away the lies. What do you really think about our MC performance? We want brutal feedback, Ronnie, that our jokes land. Um, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some of their, them are really highbrow. No. Uh, you won Female Athlete of the Year. Congratulations. What did that mean to you? Thanks. Um, it's really just a team award for me. I don't think that anybody, any athlete gets any type of recognition if they don't have a great team behind them, if they don't have great coaches leading them. So I think it was cool that our team got recognized in that way, and I'm just grateful for it and grateful that people think of us in that way. Women's volleyball stole the night. Um, I, I want to say there were, what, what was it? Coach of the year, women's team of the year, outstanding female athlete, female rookie, Cougar Club Memorial. It was a women's volleyball night. <laughs> it was fun. I got, I got some good teammates around me. Well, when you go to the Final Four, uh, it's not a surprise <laughs> that you're going to win a few awards for sure. As voted, by the way, by your fellow student athletes. By your peers. So that's yeah. unique in that way. It's not a media or a coach's thing. It's the fellow athletes. Yeah, I think that makes it cool. I, I love the Y Awards just for that reason. We just celebrate sports and each other. So it's kind of one of my favorite things we do. I'm sure it's probably strange to think about life after BYU. Um, but here we are. You've wrapped up your volleyball career, and it has been brilliant. What does the future hold for you in the sport uh, and 
uh, the future hold for you outside of the sport? So I'm graduating in like three weeks. Super excited for that. <laughs> survive in advance. Yes. Um, and then my plan is to go play professionally. So we're kind of waiting for the dust to settle there a little bit to make our final decisions about where. But it's probably going to be somewhere in Europe. Going to try to just play volleyball as long as I can, live life doing that, take my husband along with me. Um, and then post that, I think it'll be a little bit more about his career and what he wants to pursue there. Do you have a specific country that you're hoping it is in Europe? Like, are you cool living in Europe? Um, honestly, I'll go anywhere. I think it would be cool. Like, my dream would be to go to a bunch of different places throughout my career. And then we can, like, see more culture and just experience more things that way. So. That seems pretty typical that a lot of volleyball players will spend a year or two one mm-hmm. place. And then it's not so much that it's volatile, but it is cool that it's just kind of open to, hey, come play for us for a year and then you can go somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's cool. The contracts are all pretty short. I don't, like I haven't heard of one really longer than like two or three years. So it's kind of freeing in that way that I'm not really sending my life away just a year. And you hope they actually pay you. It can get sketchy, right? In Europe, <laughs> so, like, I've heard yeah. a lot of weird stories. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like we know Jimmer's getting paid in China, but yeah. Um, g- give us an idea too of of what the landscape's like in terms of in in volleyball. There's no domestic league for men or women in the U.S., so you right. have to go elsewhere. Right. Um, and the best leagues are in Europe. It's kind of different than say the other sports set up in the United States, right? Yeah. Um, there's so there's really good leagues in like Italy and Turkey, and then also I've heard haven't experienced it obviously, but in Poland, volleyball is like as celebrated Huge. as the NFL is here. So and they're not, they're not yeah. that good at soccer. So, but volleyball, they're like top five. They're legit. I guess, yeah. yeah. So that'd be cool. Ronnie Jones Perry with us on BYU Sports Nation, female athlete of the year, uh, an incredible performer for BYU women's volleyball. As you're listening to your coach Heather Olmstead give her acceptance speech for team of the year, what kind of emotions are you feeling as you look at your teammates and and her and know that hey, this is uh, this is it? It's it's done. Um, it was definitely there's a couple times that Heather gives speeches like that because like we know how she feels about us but it's never necessarily something that she like says plainly like that and so um it was definitely a little bit emotional for me especially hearing her talk about some of my teammates and Lindy and Lacey and Danelle and Sid and just kind of the type of teammates and the type of athletes and just people that they are and um that really hit home for me because I like I agree with her completely and um you could say the same thing about every single girl on that team and it meant the world to me to be able to play with them for as long as I did, but it's definitely going to be hard to move on from that. And that's a fun memory you'll have for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, best friends that you made, right? So yeah. we've talked about it. Um, you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You come to BYU. You develop. You end up going to the Final Four. What are some of the like your greatest memories here? Because it ended up being a pretty amazing ending, right? Yeah, it was. Um, ooh. I think one of kind of the coolest things was so playing club in Utah growing up. I played against Lindy and Lacey and Emily Lewis and just kind of some of the local girls a bunch. And I remember when I committed, I was just like, eh, I don't really know if I'll ever be like close with them. Like we'll be good teammates. It'll be fine. But so I think just kind of looking back on those times and those conversations that I had with my husband to like where we are now and those like I love those girls and I trust them with my life. But um, so those are definitely cool memories. And then I just don't know if anything can really beat the Texas match at home this year. Oh, so epic. I just got chills. Like, like literally, I just got chills thinking about that. They showed some video last night and it was like, that was unbelievable. And, and we've been in the field house for some 
amazing matches, men and women, and the yeah. fans were amazing this year. They were like incredible. unbelievable, right? Yeah, there was. I distinctly remember it was during the tournament. I don't remember which game it was, but I was walking out of the training room after like all my pregame stuff up to our team room, and there were just people lined up down the entire hallway. And I was just like, that by itself kind of set me back a little bit. And I was like, well, this is cool. And then I start walking through and just everybody was so supportive. And they were like chanting my name and then my teammates name that was with me. And it was just like this overwhelming feeling that in that moment, I was just like, you know, like I want to go win this game. But like this moment by itself is unreal. You made the choice to come to BYU, and uh, we are <laughs> thank you forever grateful. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for, no, for that choice. Great memories. Man. It has it has been a wild Amazing. ride. Um, what's the timetable for you? I know you graduate in three weeks, but um, we we just want to know when we should start paying attention to when Ronnie Jones Perry is going to be playing <laughs> volleyball, so that we can have that on the radar. Um, probably August would be when I would leave and kind of start that stuff up. So uh, everything's a little bit in the air right now, but. Probably August. <laughs> okay. All right. We will uh, circle August on our calendars, Poland, Italy, whatever. But uh, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, good luck. Congratulations on uh, graduating in a couple weeks, and uh, Thank you. thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. Some karma to survive your finals, if there are any left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll fi- I'll continue to find reasons to talk about Copper Hills. You know, we'll, we'll yeah, what are you going to do, Jared? Yeah, this is, this we'll, is... we'll have to have another athlete come from Copper Hills. Do we have anybody? <laughs> We haven't had anybody in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you. Coming up, the finale of the Tournament of BYU Things. Is it Cosmo or Royal Blue? Who's the winner of the tournament? We crown a champ next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer Fredette was a National Player of the Year, an NBA lottery pick, but after a five-year career in the association, he found himself in China making waves but still pursuing a shot in the NBA. Watch his journey in a new documentary entitled The Lonely Master, debuting Saturday night exclusively on BYU TV at 10 Eastern Time. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, on Tuxedo Thursday with another look at your headlines. Jerem just told you, Jimmer Fredette is back. He scored 10 points last night, 22 minutes of game time for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA. His first double-digit scoring game since his return to the association. <laughs> 30 years young, Jimmer also had an assist, a rebound, and a steal in the Suns' 118-97 loss to the Jazz. Is Booker out for the year? If so, that's good news for Jimmer. I don't want to root for anyone to be hurt, but that means more PT for James Taft. Yeah. Right? We'll just have to have, uh, ask uh, his head coach, Igor. Is, is, uh, is there more Jimmer on the horizon? Yes, I'm serious. Women's soccer hosts the Argentine national team tonight. This is awesome. Ranked 37th in the world at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, and the app admission is free. What does it say about Argentina if they lose to BYU tonight? Not good. Yeah. The Batcats of BYU Baseball in San Diego today as they open a critical three-game West Coast Conference Series. BYU trying to bounce back after the tough loss to Utah. The Cougars are 21-6 this season, taking on a San Diego team that won this series last year. First pitch set for 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU Radio. BYU ace Jordan Wood on the mound. And the 16th annual Y Awards, hosted by us, uh, was in the Merritt Center last night. Women's volleyball won Team of the Year. Basketball player Yoli Childs won Men's Athlete of the Year. And Ronnie Jones-Perry, who was just in the studio, she won Female Athlete of the Year. Jerem, it's time to crown a champ. Hit it! The Tournament of BYU Things. What it is. Who's going to win the ship? Jerem, 
in a number one versus number two long-awaited matchup of Royal Blue versus Cosmo. We wanted an epic battle here. And we got it. 51% of the vote to 49%. And your winner is... Royal Blue! Oh, Cosmo goes down. Whoa! Cosmo goes down. I think Lisa Wilson single-handedly helped this cause. Cosmo lost? I thought Cosmo would win this. Wow. Royal Blue is your winner in the tournament of BYU Things. Now, on our graphic, couldn't the text have been in Royal Blue? Wouldn't that make sense? (laughs) Well, you can't really see it. It's on a navy blue backdrop. Right now, it's white on white a little bit. Yeah. Royal Blue wins! Wow. I do love Royal Blue. Look. We love Royal Blue. Look at this set. 51% of the vote to 49%. Amazing. Wow. Hey, we Came got what we wanted. I really do think tunnel singing would have gone far in this. <laughs> you keep bringing up uh, tunnel singing and socks. socks with sandals. Socks with sandals. That's not like a BYU thing. That's just like a goofy, weird, nerdy thing. That's a BYU-Idaho thing. My bad. My bad. Get it right, man. <laughs> and and a guy or girl with a backpack that runs, That's also that also should have been in here. I have a picture wearing <laughs> socks with sandals <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> Someone right now is like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's weird. It, it's it super weird. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Our question of the day, who is your BYU athlete of the year? We know what the BYU thing of the year is. It's Royal Blue. At Lawless Republic on Twitter says, Erica Burke Jarvis. Mm. Has a son. Cross country. Okay. Recently... Gave birth, wins the West Coast Conference Championship in cross country, finishes seventh nationally, and breaks three BYU track records all in one year. She's awesome. No, she's she's a, she's a candidate, no doubt. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, lighting a grill or a pro day interview, you never know what to expect from our next guest. <laughs> Brackenell Bakri in studio. Find out how he thinks the BYU defense performed in spring ball. And has he connected with there his avatar personality? This is BYU Sports Hashtag Nation. Hashtag Moulet. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. <laughs> BYU baseball team led by Conference Player of the Week, Brock Hale, continues West Coast Conference play starting tomorrow, a.k.a. today, with three-game series at San Diego tonight. Premier pitcher Chris Murphy on the mound as well. Jordan Wood, listen to the whole series on BYU Radio starting tonight at 9 Eastern. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day on Tuxedo Thursday as we look back on the 16th annual Y Awards. Who is your BYU Athlete of the Year? Brandon Bourget on Twitter says, top three sports are football, fall camp, and That's spring right. football. That's right. He knows. He <laughs> Therefore, knows. it only makes sense that you give it to the person who gave life and hope to the program again, Zach Wilson. Okay. The freshman. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. I guarantee you our next guest agrees with Brandon Bourget that Zach Wilson should be the BYU Athlete of the Year. His name is Brackenell Bakri, BYU defensive lineman. Bracken, Bracken, welcome to the studio. Thank you, guys. It's good to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> we talked to you last Friday on Pro Day, and you've been featured on Between the Lines. So I, f- I feel like you're kind of a regular on the show. Yeah, it's nice. For us or you? For everyone. I'm starting to get to know the desk lady and everybody. It's really nice. (laughs) The receptionist. The receptionist. I'll just give you an idea. Sorry, desk lady is the wrong term. I apologize, (laughs) desk lady. (laughs) If you're listening to this, I apologize. (laughs) 
Are your uh, eyebrows back fully after you singed them back, during between the back lines? And pointing it. Okay, yeah. looking good. Looking good. The, my the friend. mullet's looking good too, man. Yeah, just keep it on. Oh, no, look at that. <laughs> We're showing, showing that we're showing video of the, of the grill. <laughs> okay, in my defense, I, I start that grill very often. The camera guy, not to, not to shame on camera people, but he was like, wait, I'm not ready. And I had the gas going already. So that's why it was building up in there. Until uh, finally he's like, okay, the, the camera white splash is ready. And I'm like, <laughs> It's okay. It made for fantastic television. <laughs> Just glad nobody got hurt. Hey, uh, you also had the opportunity to watch behind the scenes as you were preparing for this interview and enjoy the uh, magic of television. The, What'd you think? Dude, I walked, it looked like NASA. Everybody's take one, take camera seven. I'm like, can I push this one? No. Can I push this one? No. Get this guy out of here. Who is he? <laughs> Our next guest. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, uh, you presented at the Y Awards as well. I yes, was hoping me and Devin. Yeah, Devin Kafusi. I was hoping you'd wear the tux. I didn't oh. realize that it was a... You didn't get the memo? No, they we didn't tell me you. that. We didn't tell you. I didn't realize yeah, it was you, supposed to look you nice. You had like the classic like cummerbund and long coattail and everything. That was a nice choice. With the flap thing? Oh, yeah. Well, the guy, I was at the, the tuxedo place, and he was like, yeah, you can choose any one of these. I'm like, can I choose this one? Oh, that one's not very conservative. What about this one over here? No, no, this is the one I want. <laughs> Nobody's chosen that one in a long time. Perfect. <laughs> it's the one I want. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go with the one that nobody wears. Yeah, you were you were you unique in that setup yeah. last night. Not that night. you really need clothes to stick out, right? You have an amazing personality. Oh, thank you. I thought, okay, yes. I was like, what's that supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fat joke or what? <laughs> hey, we uh, talked to you last week during Pro Day as you were um, supporting your brother, Braden. Um, what's uh, the feedback been for Braden since uh, he put up some really impressive Pro Day numbers? Yeah. He was a little disappointed because he he's done better. I've been with him when he's done better, but he did he did put up some really impressive numbers. He's a great athlete. I think he's going to go far. He's had some feedback as far as like teams talking to him and in his in his agent. Yeah, him and his agent talk all the time, and I think uh, I mean I don't want to spoil the surprise for anybody, but I think we're going to see some some cool stuff for him. In oh, his fantastic! Gym. Yeah, I I think that he earned himself a legit you know. At least free agent opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the thing: I we love the underwear Olympics, right? Yeah. Uh, Who does? But um, you have to have good film to back it up. And your brother was an excellent special teams player, a good fullback. He he did well. He has the film and the pro day, and that's yeah. the good news. Right? He's got tape on tape. We we're putting his agent was like, "Hey, what you should do is put together a little YouTube video, post it out there." which you guys should all go watch it or whatever if you can. But we're like, sweet, we'll put something together. And there was like hours of tape just on special teams. It was like 45 minutes. I'm like, dude, we can't put it all in here. So we had to select it. Anyway, he's had a lot of good tape. Yeah, some great hits. Everyone remembers the San Jose State hit forever. 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 Yeah. I know that the guy that got hit won't forget. <laughs> or he may already <laughs> or have. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, concussion jokes. Are those funny? Oh. <laughs> uh. Bracken L. Bakri with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU defensive lineman. How would you define spring football this year overall if you had to summarize it? If I had to summarize spring camp, I would say uh, productive. Productive is what I'd say. I feel like our team... Uh, we grew a lot in, in just a short amount of time. But we used all our time really wisely. How would you define how the defensive mentality is? Because this is BYU. People want points, passing the quarterback, that whole situation. Yet the defense, the defense actually carried this team for several years now, um, especially in the Bronco era and now even in the Sataki era. The defense has been awesome. So what's kind of the psyche of the defense, knowing that the branding is kind of as an offensive school? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I would kind of say kind of the defensive mentality, especially as you saw this last season, is Coach Tuiaki has a really great scheme. He always does. They watch a lot of film. They know exactly what to do. And I kind of feel like when we come on Monday to, to work, they kind of say, look, this is the team's strength. And we're going to make them beat us any other way. Like when we played Wisconsin, look, they're going to try to run the ball. We're going to scheme it with five, six, seven down linemen, and you guys are going to play stout as heck. And if they're going to pass on us, then they can't. Then, but they're not going to beat us with their strength. And a lot of teams freak out. Uh, I feel like Wisconsin, especially, but other teams, as soon as they can't do what they're supposed to be able to do, they start freaking. Oh, what are we going to do? Well, this isn't working. And in the third quarter, Wisconsin switched out their offensive linemen. Their their whole starters, all the twos came in, and I was like, "What? Have they been keeping their ones this whole time? You know?" And then we went, and they're even softer. And I was like, wow, they are really frazzled over there. They were so frazzled, they're pulling guys in and out because they couldn't do what they, in their mind, their identity is. So if I had to say what our defense, BYU defensive mentality is, we're going we're gonna to steal your identity, and you're not going to be able to do what you identity want. Identity theft. Identity theft. Yes, you guys are the <laughs> identity thieves. <laughs> I love it. I lo- and then you guys jump around after the third quarter because you're feeling it, right? We're feeling like, it. Hey, we took their hey, stuff. We got them. We got them. We yeah. take their stuff. That's yeah. what we do. Nice. How is this defense better now than you were last year? Uh, I would just say look look at everybody who's returning. We're, tons of experience is coming back. A lot of two, three year starters for sure. We did. We lost some seniors in the in the inside interior linebacker core, but other than that, we have so many guys coming back. Lorenzo, Kyrus, you know, you could just look all down the line, Trajan. A lot of us have played one, two, three seasons. We know what to expect. We know how to play. And I think that experience alone is going to bring a lot to the table. What's it like playing next to those guys on the front line? Oh, like Kyrus Tonga. Dude, I'll tell you what, any good defensive lineman wants to be next to Kyrus because they have to double team and they have to. They are forced to. They look at the roster and they're like, okay, well, we have to double team this guy. And then you get one-on-one. It's like the best thing ever. Being next to a guy like Kyrus and, and, and you being able to be good enough to give him support as well, or, you know, Lorenzo, all of us, I feel like a lot of our defensive linemen are good enough that, and especially the defense we play where we're both kind of in that, in that GA technique, they can only dumb, double team one guy. And they have to choose. And when you choose between a rock and a hard place, you never win. Ah. And, and Kyrus is, is definitely the rock, right? <laughs> he is the rock and the hard place. He is both. Exactly. He is. <laughs> exactly. And he will steal your identity. Um, what movie do you hope the 2019 BYU football season is? You mean, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the se- when the season plays out, what movie do you hope mm. it was? You know, I haven't seen the new Avengers movie. But uh, I like would probably say that in some way, right? I would say the Infinity War, dude. Except for we're Thanos, man. We're about to take. <laughs> we're about to take your. We're about to take your stones. We're about to just and just boom. You can't stop us. I don't care if you think you're Hulk or whatever. <laughs> That's us, dude. You got what you wanted out of that, didn't you? You, you want to eliminate at least. Half of the schedule. Bracken Elbacker with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing the future of BYU football. Do you want a reality like web series or something? What what do you want to do with we we feel like we need to tap into your amazing personality? Yes. I don't you know, I think we're due this is plenty. (laughs) I even had to put a hat on today and I wore jeans, so (laughs) instead of my pajama pants. You need a YouTube channel or something. We man. Need, yeah, we. This is. We're gonna. Are, we're gonna brainstorm. And, are you on yeah. social media? I do have an Instagram. You have an Instagram and a Facebook, but an Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? 
Buzz Lightyear 56. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it is, Bracken. We're following you right now. Is it yes. private or public? Uh, I don't know what that... I used to like, everyone can follow me. Okay, okay public, so it's public. It's public, yeah. yes. Public. Buzz Lightyear 56, go ahead, just follow it up. <laughs> it's right what, there. What's it like being the younger brother but the bigger brother of Braden? That's a unique thing. I actually have a lot of theories about... The younger brother, especially the second brother. Okay. Because the older brother always wants to be the good guy. You go watch a show, you go watch Dragon Ball, he wants to be Goku, right? But then the next closest competition has to be the bad guy because he wants the closest person to be the competition for him to Uh beat the defeat. Uh So in my mind, if you look at all the second brothers, they're all going to like the bad guy. And eventually they're going to be more powerful than the older brother because it's natural. It's the way of the world. He wants to be Yoda. You have to be Darth Vader. Guess what? You get hit with the PVC pipe enough times, you become Darth Vader. Okay? <laughs> is this is an amazing. Became, no, no. That was not amazing. episode three. I have two sons, Bracken. Jax is my oldest, and Jet is my second, and Jet is the bully, and he loves the villain. <laughs> Always loves the villain. I'm telling you. It's, it's a thing. He loves Zerg. Speaking of Buzz Lightyear, and often goes out and... Yeah, the Darth Vader concept. That is incredible. It's true doctrine. I'm telling you. That's true, <laughs> true doctrine, doctrine out there, everybody. <laughs> I trust that dude. Oh, okay. I absolutely well, do. Well, we're especially excited about our next, uh, the next game, which is in how many days again? Mm. Countdown to the youths. 47. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on that. That was great. You guys have a countdown. We do. We you see guys it every say day. Beat Utah, it's on top of mind, right? Yeah, beat Utah's written everywhere. It's blasted into the windows with sand blasters and everything. It's on our shirts. It's in our minds. It's on the board. I see it every day. Because of what transpired last year in Salt Lake City, where everything was basically going your way for three quarters, and then Utah makes that comeback, how has that impacted you and affected you this off season? I mean. I feel like we're all planning on working really hard in the offseason anyway. This is what we do. If you, if you want to be the best, you have to improve the same amount every offseason. From freshman to sophomore, you've got to improve the same amount from sophomore to junior. But there's something there's something about the, the mental psyche of everything that's that's a little bit different, if that makes sense. Like, uh, Are you more focused because of what happened up there? Perhaps? More focused on on what we need to do than just focus on improving ourselves. Like we're gonna improve. We're gonna improve ourselves anyway. But now there's like the thought of improve ourselves because in 147 days we face the enemy. A because, specific target. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's that was. Uh, and this time it's gonna be. We're gonna play to win every minute to win, not to secure the win or to walk out of there. We're gonna play to defeat. Okay. Thursday, August 20. What? Ninth. Ninth. I know you love Zach Can't Wilson. Wait. We had a conversation. Love about Zach. him, and and you like what he uh, brings to this team mentally. Absolutely. What do, what do you see from him that maybe we don't see on a daily basis in his leadership style? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, at the Y Awards, I was blown away that he didn't win the Rookie of the Year. But you know, I get how the voting thing works. There's lots of different teams. Not everybody likes the football team for nobody knows why. <laughs> Incredible though. I don't know why he didn't win. Anyway, uh, I really. I get behind Zach 100%. He's, he's the man. He, a lot of people don't see how much he does for other people. You know, uh, he's, We have this group chat on Pronto, and he's always saying, hey, we got, there's this kid in the hall. Let's go see him. We got this kid who just got out of 
surgery. Let's go see him. Let's go do this. He's really about building and lifting everybody up, including people on the team and people off the team and people who support us and who don't support us. He's just he's young, but he lifts everybody regardless. That's great. That's exactly what you want the quarterback to be. And I think uh, everyone's excited about this team and Zach and Utah is the first game. So good stuff, man. We appreciate you coming in. And uh, we'll figure out another reason to get you in on the show soon. <laughs> I promise you that. We're going to need you to be our consultant through probably fall camp and through the season. Can you right? get me a beard card? Because if you can, then I'm definitely here. <laughs> Let's make a trade. That's, that's, that's a form of that's what you want. <laughs> a beard card. We'll do our best. Hey, do you mind signing our flag right here? That'd oh, be yeah, right. Sure. Okay, awesome. Brackenell Bakery, ladies and gentlemen. Love him. Love him. <laughs> okay, coming up. When it comes to ball security, you always start early. More in today's Rise and Shout Out. Plus, international soccer on campus tonight. How you can witness it in person or on TV if you've missed it the 17 previous times. We're going to tell you one more. The whip is next. Do we have time for Dennis Pitta, by the way? This is BYU Sports Nation. Probs not. Shout out to today's guests, Ronnie, Jones, Perry, and Brackenell Bakery, who moments ago just broke our John Beck Lego man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to put that to get back together. We hope so, okay. right? We hope so. It's okay. He's great. Man. Oh, love him. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Jimmer! Fredette scored in double figures last night. Ten points. First double-digit game of the season. Adding an assist, rebound, and a steal in 22 minutes. In a Suns 118-97 loss to Los Jazz in Phoenix. We'll talk to Jimmer on the show tomorrow. Soccer! It's time you pay attention if you haven't already. BYU Women's Soccer hosts the Argentine national team tonight. I'm always confused. Is it Argentine or Argentine? I would say Argentine. Somebody can correct me on that on Twitter, I'm sure. Argentina is ranked 37th in the world. They will compete in the approaching World Cup. Nine Eastern, seven Mountain on BYU TV and the app. If you are nearby, you can come and watch. Admission is free at Southfield. Baseball. Brigham plays a three-game series with San Diego starting tonight on the road. Nine Eastern, BYU Radio and the app. Cougars are tied for first in the West Coast Conference at 7-2 with Lemu. Athletics News. Ah, Lemu. The 16th annual Y Awards, hosted by two... Who, who are those guys again? Anyway, last night in the Marriott Center, the women's volleyball team took home Team of the Year, basketball player Yola Childs, male athlete of the year, and volleyball player Ronnie Jones-Perry, the female athlete of the year. If you missed our interview with Ronnie, download the podcast to hear it. Volleyball. Number 11 men's volleyball plays its regular season finale tonight at Grand Canyon, 9 Eastern. BYU 2-7 and seven away from Provo this year. Tennis. BYU's Sam Tullis and Ben Gallardo named the West Coast Conference Doubles Team of the Week. The pair is 15-0 on the season and number two in that doubles duo. Whoa. Cougars wow. in the minors. Brendan Lund and the Salt Lake Bees host the Albuquerque Isotopes in the AAA opening day. 835 Eastern. Congratulations to Brennan Lund. Yeah, let's go, Brennan. Today's rise and shout-outs now. For me, I'm going a little off the map here. The robotics team at Farmington High School in Minneapolis, Minnesota, just did something incredible. They modified a Power Wheels car for a child and produced a custom-powered wheelchair for two-year-old Cillian Jackson. He was born with a genetic condition at Makes moving around difficult, symptoms similar to cerebral palsy. 
These teenagers took on the project when his family didn't have the $20,000 to buy the standard wheelchair and produced an amazing machine for this little dude. That's cool. I, I just tweeted the full story. It's more incredible stuff. And That's if awesome. uh, you're emotional, then get some tissue because it's incredibly emotional. Mine goes to A.J. Stewart, the running backs coach at BYU. He tweeted about his uh, new baby. Babies are always new. Yes. So a baby. Uh, holding a pretend football. <laughs> Normal people. Cute baby. Me. Absolutely unacceptable ball security. That will get us beat. <laughs> to which Matt Hadley <laughs> replied, looks good to me. <laughs> AJ Stewart. Oh, good stuff. Love it. Yeah, good his stuff. baby's got to hold on to it a little tighter. But uh, right, I think right it's, that arm. I think his arm. I think that football is uh, like the size of his torso, so that's a little it's, unfair. It's the th- it, you have the three points of contact, right? Yeah. Or the five points of contact. Sorry, the football's the size of his torso. I that's know. a little unfair, AJ. Our question of the day: Who is your BYU athlete of the year? At four underscore rain on Instagram. Caitlin Aldridge, two-sport athlete. She has moxie that moved both teams forward in postseason play. Yeah, no doubt. She was a big storyline last night. We uh, we made some jokes with us being there for a fifth time and her with five championships. Never hand-pound Caitlin Aldridge, ever. Does she do it really hard? Is she one of the uh, – why? Oh, because she has the because rings on? Because she has five rings on. Well, she doesn't always actually have <laughs> the rings on. Troy Beagley on Facebook says, Women's basketball – these three really p- played as one, so the women's basketball guards. So the one in my mind are Brenna, Shaley, and Paisley. The one in spirit. All right. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, at Alpine Casey on Twitter. Easily Ronnie Jones-Perry. She performed at a national level, led her team to an amazing season, fully immersed herself into the BYU culture, created a team culture of accountability, accomplishment, and love. I am so impressed with her and the women's volleyball team that others pale in comparison. Yeah, I kind of feel like we had the end of a chapter with uh, Ronnie today on the show. What a career, man. Seriously. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Heather Olmsted and all of BYU women's volleyball. See you tonight on BYU TV at 9 Eastern for BYU Soccer hosting Argentina. Go Cougs.